The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. And today's date is February 1st, 2024. Let's see. All right. I got several things in my mind here. Birthdays this month for some people I know. And uh, maybe traveling. Oh, I'll be going to Tennessee. Uh, maybe someplace else. It's got a lot going on, so I've uh, been, been working hard. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. We have nobody waiting right now, so I want to hear from you. Give me a call, and um, I should. there we go. Come active and uh, become active pretty quickly here in Rumble. I guess everything's good. We'll, we'll find out. I'm still, still working out uh, stuff and picking up the pieces uh, after some stuff from last week and trying to work everything out. All right. I think that should do it. That should kick in here any second now. Why doesn't that kick in? It'll just take longer than I think it does. I guess so. Anyway, there you go. If you want to call me, like I said, 877-207-2276. You can also email me, info at karm.org, info at karm.org. And all you have to do at that point is um, just uh, just put in, in the uh, subject line uh, a radio question or radio comment. Sorry, I, I'm distracted because I'm trying to figure out why a certain something I set up isn't working. So I'm not so sure what's going on. Uh, I'm not so sure why it's not working there. Oh, there? No? Well, yeah, there it is. Woo! It took like a whole minute. Okay, that's all right. Now I know to wait. Whew. All right, so there you go, and uh, might be going down to Austin, Texas, next month. I'll be down there for two, three, four days, just depending. Haven't got it settled yet. I'd love to meet people down there. If there's anybody who wants to uh, meet, you know, uh, we'll see. But Austin, Texas, that's another possibility. Not in stone yet. We've got a lot of things going on in the past uh, week or two, and <laughs> the next few weeks got a lot more stuff going on. So that's just how it goes. All right. All right. All right. So uh, we don't have anybody waiting. So I think I'm going to do go to some radio questions and uh, just get in. Um, yeah, that's right. So the uh, preparation stuff, uh, that's one of the emails. I've got I've got to work on that. Um, I, I'm working on right now an hour-long video uh, from one of the, the shows that I did last week, putting uh, it together. It's taken me a long time, so that's slowing me down. And some other things I've got to do as well. But just working it, just working it. And, um, and I'll get that going next. I've got several articles I've got to write. In fact, something interesting uh this morning every now and then every now and then um i'll get an idea and it's i go that's wondering i wonder about that and then i'll i'll go i wonder and then i I do a little bit of a check on it and i wasn't planning on going too deeply on the in this but um i found a way to look at the the word spirit in the old testament as in the Spirit of God, right? So capital S. 
In the NASB, which is what I use, they capitalize those references. The experts have done that. That are in reference to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. All right. And not just the spirit and the man was weak, you know, and then doesn't capitalize. I, I, I exported like, I don't know, how many hundreds of, of references. And then I went through, I did a trick, I exported it to Excel. Then I did a trick inside of Excel, long story short, and I was able to extract just those verses where it's talking about the spirit, as in the Holy Spirit, the divine spirit, the spirit of God, capital S. And so I extracted them and then I go, I want to go a little bit further in this because I'm curious. I just wanted to see what I would learn. Because someone asked a while back about the Holy Spirit. And one of the questions dealt with the issue of him in the whole in the Old Testament. That's what got me thinking about it. So I have discovered that the Holy Spirit is called several things. I have not summarized it yet. I just have the table. Uh, the Spirit of God, my Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord God, the Spirit of the... That's the Lord, that, that's right, the Spirit of God. Uh, what's some other ones? Uh, the Spirit, um, the Good Spirit. I thought that was interesting. And uh, my Spirit... Uh, let's see, I'm just scanning through a bunch of them, okay. And so those are the, the, the terms that I found. Oh, the Spirit of Grace, okay. So those are the terms that I, I found and that are in reference to the Holy Spirit. And then what I did was uh, I went through and I said, okay, what action is occurring? The Holy Spirit, and this is all in the Old Testament, moves, strives, fills people, comes upon people. I got to scan because I don't have it all summarized yet. Stirs people comes upon people. I've got a whole bunch of those. Uh, the Holy Spirit departed from uh, Saul and the Holy Spirit speaks in the Old Testament. And uh, then uh, then uh, there's a vision. There's, there's a vision aspect where he moves people in a vision and grants some things in the vision. So grants some visions and uh, instructs and admonishes and rests upon and is poured out upon and gathers people and let's see you can be sent the holy spirit is sent from god and what else uh, is grieved okay i'm scanning through these all i've got all these this morning and um the holy spirit entered a person gave just people rest and then lifted a person in vision uh let's see entered a person and speaks again indwells people uh poured upon uh, poured upon, that is, is in the Holy Spirit being patient. Um, is the Lord of the Spirit, is the Spirit of the Lord impatient? That's what it says in the verse. Abides in the midst of people, and the law was sent by his Spirit. So what I'm going to do is codify those, or not codify, I'm going to put them in a, uh, an outline, and then say, in their line, you know, all the references where he's called the Spirit of God, put all those references, and then where the Holy Spirit moves. And put those. I'm doing all alphabetical. That's what I did this morning for about an hour and a half, two hours. I, for some reason, I like doing that. I think the reason I like doing that is because I discover stuff that way. I just discover things that I think are interesting, and I don't know what I'm going to discover. It's like, let's go. And I've never done a study like that before. And so I found these varying things 
that the Holy Spirit does in the Old Testament. And I thought that was interesting. And so I have it in a table, and I haven't released it yet, uh, along with a whole bunch of other stuff I've not yet released. So i got to do that. Oh, man. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's a nice yawn. Um, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. All right. So I think what I'll do right now is go to some questions again. Go to my radio comments and questions. And uh, after I do the spirit thing, I think I'll, I'll work on uh, preparing a, 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 a kind of a prepper's list. Because the Bible says, you know, the, the ant prepares in the summer for the winter. So the concept of preparing, you know, getting prepared, prepping a little bit is good. And I think we should because if you watch the news, you'll see there's there's stuff that's not good that's coming. And so uh, obviously our government, uh, the Biden administration, is, is horrible. I mean, just letting people flood into our nation, uh, unvetted. I mean, you know that there's bad people coming in, and then you know they're going to do stuff. There's people who hate America. You can't just let people just flood into your country by the millions. That's a recipe for disaster. And plus, since Biden has uh, not emptied, but he sold a lot of our oil reserves uh, and got rid of those, um, and I read an article, I don't know if anything has changed, but I read an article within two years uh, because of what Biden has done. Um, the uh, the diesel uh, fuel is going to be gone or run out or going to be at the rationing it. If that happens, then uh, truckers are going to not going to work. And when truckers stop, the economy is going to fail. Okay, and there's just stuff like this. So I've been paying attention and thinking, okay, all right, I just need to make sure I got you know just the basics just for a while, food and water and things like that. All right, so having said that, why don't we get on to, uh, look at this, it's kind of in the same uh, line of thought, Buxman from Ohio, welcome, you're on the air. Hey, it's always great talking to you, Matt. Yes, I was just wondering, I just heard the opening of your program, what is a Christian's position, what should a Christian's position be on what's happening in Texas and and what's happening on our southern border there? Matt, I would love your uh, answer on that, sir. Well, I'm not exactly sure. We we got to let's talk a little bit more. I I can't watch the news without getting very angry because I see what the government is doing in order to destroy our country, to hinder it and injure it. And it's so obvious to me. I have a great deal of difficulty dealing with it. So, uh I can't watch it for very long because I just get angry and I'm not the only one I know who has the same issue just get very upset so why don't you fill me in i know that texas has started putting up um chain link and some other stuff to get the border secure and that the federal government in its incredible wisdom notice the sarcasm there um has started was sued texas to stop them from doing that now is there more than that are you there that I don't know, other than um, it's it's complete chaos. Um, there's NGOs, uh, non-governmental organizations, that are assisting the federal government in these uh, illegals coming across the southern border. Mm-hmm. And, and Christians are finding out that 
Um, these are Catholic organizations, and there's quite possibly um, Protestant organizations. I, for one, Matt, know of a, uh, a missionary group that came to the church that I was attending once and said, we are going to the uh, McAllen, Texas, to assist the federal government in processing these illegal aliens coming across the border and they claimed they were going to do Christ's work and I was I I commented to him Matt I said brother sister can you go to their home countries and share the gospel with them there instead of waiting until they illegally cross into our country and the gentleman didn't give me a very good answer to be honest with you so I'm wondering Matt what what is the average uh, Christian supposed to, how are they supposed to react or to what I would say respond as, as a Christian man or a woman that lives legally inside of the United States of America? And that, that includes not just us natural born citizens like myself, Matt, but anyone who has legally come to America to become American from their home country. What are we Christians to do? Well, for the legal people, I mean, we're to treat everybody honestly and, and with respect and such, and there's no problem there. But um, the ones who are illegals, well, they've broken the law and they've come across the, the country. And they're, they're a drain on our society, and ultimately it will lead to the destruction of our country, which is horrible. So we got a break. So hold on. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, a little bit more. And folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. And... Um, Let's get back on with Buxman. Busk, Buxman, that's right, or Buskman. Yeah, uh, welcome thanks back again, on Matt. It's always great being on your program, sir. Okay. All right. So, in Romans 13, it says submit to uh, the government. And we, we're supposed to do that. However, the Reformed uh, Church Fathers developed something called the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. And it's worth looking into the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. And I've read, read a book on it. Or read Pastor a book on Matt Truella, is that correct? Pastor Matt Truella wrote that. It, it it might be. I just don't remember the name. But you know, I read it. In fact, if I look here, maybe I can find it. In my if I have Kindle, my stuff in Kindle. Could I have everything in Kindle because I have so many books now. Uh, let's see, lesser. Let's see if it comes up. Uh, doctrine lesser magistrate by Truella, and. Uh, that's what it is, true hello. That's the one I, that I have. Well, anyway, the point is, and I agree, that when the government at large is doing those things which are counter-biblical, then we are to resist the government. And so it's called the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. So what Abbott is doing in Texas, in my opinion, is falling under that doctrine of the lesser magistrate. And he's rightfully resisting the unbiblical and uh, unlawful 
work of the Biden administration that has allowed our country to be invaded. Invasion is what it is. It's not just legal migration, because that was already in place. If the Biden administration uh, is consistent, it would uphold the laws that were already present, and now it has just said, everybody come in, and this is dangerous. It's dangerous by default. And so we're being invaded by people that we don't know. And so uh, an illustration of this is my home, my wife and I live in my home, our home, and we have alarms, we have, let's just say, defense mechanisms and stuff. Let's just say, very general. I take care of my house before I go to bed. I check windows, I turn an alarm on, I check doors, I check everything. I have a routine I go through. And so if anything happens, I'm quite able and quite quickly able to take care of what needs to be done. Now, that's just an illustration of what if the government says, Matt, you have to now take into your home illegals. People that we've decided to let, you have to house them in your house. I don't know who they are. I don't agree with that. It's risky. It's wrong. And I would say to them, I will not, I will not do that. I will not allow that to occur in my home. I will resist because I'm obligated to resist to protect my home, protect my wife. And this is what we are supposed to be doing as Christians, resisting the tyranny of the unrighteous government that's, uh, that is headed up. And you know that the Democrats uh, and a lot of Republicans are not moving in the best interest of the country, but are leftist wackos who... Uh, are doing wokeism, promoting homosexuality, promoting the killing of the unborn, promoting the rise of socialism. They are working to undermine the Constitution, and they are opening up the borders, selling away our assets, letting foreign entities come in and buy up land and, and corporations. They're doing the very thing that undermines the strength and security of our country. Therefore, the lesser magistrates, the governors, are obligated to resist them and the declaration of independence talks about this kind of thing so this is what needs to be done they need to be resisted because it's a the Biden administration is not doing what they're supposed to be doing so Abbott in Texas is doing the right thing and then the government goes to work against them he needs to resist and they ought to resist one final thing the uh, the republic of texas that's what it is it's a republic from what i understand it has within its laws the ability to withdraw from the nation and make its own country if it did that i would want to move there so that they could have its own currency its own government its own military its own everything and texas is about the size of france it's big they could do it. So there's some comments, okay? Okay. Now, I've heard Christians on my end, Matt, say things like quoting what's on the uh, Statue of Liberty, bring us our poor, your needy, bring us your... And mm-hmm. their stance is is Christ would receive all. So Who says why so? why not the Christians? Who says so? Where, where do they get this, Christ would receive all? Where do they get that? Show me that in the Bible. Show it to me. 
Right. People, right. they speak that, for Jesus. That, that's, their, that's their ideology. That's their, it is, but, Christ is, but show it to me. Is open to all. Shouldn't, shouldn't people on a linear plane have that same perspective towards humanity? Well, first of all, when they start speaking for Jesus, and then they start making doctrines based on things that Jesus didn't say, that upsets me. And so Jesus did say, I think it was in Matthew 10, he sent the disciples out. He says, don't go to the Gentiles. Only go to the Jews. That's what he said. Only. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find it. But uh, I, I know he did say it. I was sent, yeah, he said he was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so uh, he said, yeah, in Matthew 10, 5 through 6, he says, do not go in the way of the Gentiles, do not enter any city of the Samaritans, but go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, wait a minute. Jesus wants everyone. And why did he instruct the disciples only to go to the people of Israel? Because, covenantally, that's what he was obligated to do. They broke the covenant. We, the Gentiles, are grafted in. So he draws all people. But nothing in there says that what the government is supposed to do now is open its borders up to potential terrorists to come into the country to risk the lives and the safety of the entire nation. Is that what Jesus would say to do? Of course not. He said to the, to the centurion, do your job well. He said, pay the taxes, go get the fish and get the denarii out of his mouth. Submit to the government. But he said, keep those laws. So when these people tell me this, that Jesus would say, just let them all come in. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> or, well, I can't say no, he wouldn't, but say show me that in scripture i guess i'm tired of amateur theologians yeah. speaking the, for the, the lord other god thing they used to uh is um they allow people in and, and my response is well didn't jerusalem have a wall around yes. it and what was the reason for that wall is that a good to argument keep, matt yes to keep the bad people out to keep them out we don't Ask these people, do you want murderers and terrorists to come into our country and get free food, free this and free that? Is that what you want? Just ask them. You want terrorists to come in? Or do you think we should be trying to make sure that those kinds of evil people don't come into our country and then harm us? Is that, would you agree with that? Yes, you do? Oh, then why are you saying open borders? Why are you helping do the opposite of what you say should be done? See, this gets me mad. I know what's happening. I know this is a demonic movement, and the Democratic Party is just leading the way. The Republican Party isn't too far behind. They're destroying our country. They're destroying it. Christian men need to stand up. Hold on, we got another break. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's see if we get Buxman back on as soon as the producer clicks him on. There we go. Hey, you still there? I am still here, Matt. All right. I forget where we were, but, uh, you know, during the break, I went to a little bit of research, and in Nehemiah is where they were instructed uh, to build a wall. Uh, to protect and so that they would not be a reproach of other nations and that's in nehemiah 2 uh, verse 17 in particular so biblical government is supposed to uh, 
have the right to do with their property as they desire. I have all the references for this. I have a representative form of government with their self-governance, property rights, the liberty to act freely, the right to bear arms, uh, practice capitalist principles, where the law requires a fair trial with witnesses, not have foreigners rule over you, the right of taxation in support of the government, and secure borders, and along with free speech. So this is what biblical government is. So these Christians, uh, who they call themselves Christians, I don't know if they are because they're Catholics, a lot of them, and they go down and say, we're just doing what Jesus would want. Yeah, uh-huh, show me that in Scripture. Now, I'm not saying reject people. We want to love people, but it should be done according to the law. We've got to protect ourselves. Okay, so there you go. This was my final idea, Matt, and I'll, I'll hang up from here. I was thinking, wouldn't it? Would how about some some signs posted along our borders and at these uh, stations where they're processing all these people, written in their own language, appealing to their faith? Because some of them claim that they're that they're Christian or they're Catholic, and I'm thinking if we wrote in Spanish or Swahili or Haitian. Um, does God or Arabic right? Does God approve of you being here? They, they won't, and try to appeal to them on the conscience level. Do you think that's a good idea, man? No, it might work for some, but uh, I remember I remember some instances when I was working in San Diego at a hospital in emergency room, speaking Spanish and helping people. And I get it, you know. But let me just tell you, a, a lot of the, the illegals are coming here, taking advantage of our system and not putting anything back in. And um, get, then getting their friends to come over and more family members to come over. And they'll be here for years, won't even learn the language. And that's not a joke. And so this is a problem. It's a strain on our, on our system. And furthermore, their attitude is, is self-preservation. And I get that. I mean, certainly, I don't blame them. It was a better place to go than where they're at. But this is because of the, the cr crappy governments that are there. And a lot of those uh, from the South are heavily influenced by Catholicism. And there's <laughs> there's a lot of problems in that, which, which when it relates to government. but Because uh, it breeds sin. But um, uh, appealing to their conscience now, I suspect... That what's happening is the same thing that was happening when the in, when Florida was being invaded from Cuba, the Cuban government just emptied out its jails, and sent a lot of the bad people here to uh, Florida. They're, I'm sure they're doing the same thing, saying get out of jail here, you can go up north and go to America. This is the kind of thing that that is happening, and we know that Muslims are coming in, and all they got to do is wait for a coordinated time attack. And they'll bring America to its knees. It's easy. A lot of stuff is happening that's really bad in, in America. And I live here in the Boise, Idaho area. And 10 years or so ago, I can't remember the exact date, but the people of, of Idaho said no, because the stupid government here was willing to sell 50 square miles to China, and it would be sovereign Chinese territory on our own soil. A communist regime on our own soil, their sovereign land. I mean, it's insane. It's insane what's going on. And you so know... Is our, is our fix, Matt, is our fix just voting Republicans, sir? That's what I hear a lot, too. Well, it looks like we've just got to go out and vote. That's the only way to stop all this, is if we go out and vote. Well, 
I, I, I don't think that'll do it. My, my opinion is that um, more than voting needs to be done. Uh, more than voting. See, what the left does is it organizes and protests and shuts things down. I think the conservatives need to do the same thing. The conservatives they also need to use become, the court systems. Yes, they do, and the, and they need to do the same thing. They just sue the bejeebers out of people. They need to become aggressive, and the Christians need to stop with this idea of we're going to get out in the pre-tribulation rapture. So don't worry about it. That's got to stop. And then they misunderstand. Turn the other cheek it means don't do anything. That's not what Jesus said. He said that. To turn the other cheek meant in the context of an insult. Turn the other cheek was after you were struck. They pulled the beard, they'd spit on you, then they would slap you. That's the last level of, it, of an escalation of violence. Then you don't strike back with violence. That's what he's talking about. It doesn't mean sit down and do nothing. But we, as Christian men, are obligated to defend the helpless. That's what we're obligated to do. And Jesus said in Luke twenty-two thirty-six, buy a sword. Now, I'm not saying become violent, but we have the right of self-defense. This passive, this uh, passive crud that's being taught is not biblical. I mean, we are to be aggressive. Go out and make disciples of all nations. Go out there and do it. He says, "God, do it." And he said to, to the disciples, "You have a sword? No, we have two cloaks. Sell a cloak and buy a sword." Jesus said this. And so it's easier to teach from the pulpit, don't do anything, we'll be pre-raptured out of here. It's easier to see that than you need to start discipling each other and learning from the word of Christ and learning what it means to pick up your cross and go out there and petition and go out there and make phone calls, do emails and go out there and join people and risk being uh, assaulted, risk being arrested even. This is what it means. And Christians today are just taught, you know, hammock theology. God wants you, He has, to, you know, it's your best life now. And what you need to do is just name it and claim it, confess it, because He wants you wealthy and, and, and healthy. That's what God wants for you. And people just suck this up because their ears are tickling and they're chuckling all the way. They're laughing so hard because they're so tickled that they can't even hear what the truth of the gospel is, the, the cost of discipleship. And so it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating because I know what's happening to our country. I've seen it. I'm 67 years old, and I've been around you know, for those many years, and I've seen what happens in, in, over the decades and the degradation that's going on. Our country is being dismantled. It's being destroyed from the inside. And the Christian men aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing as a whole. Now, there are good men out there, but they're teaching mamby-pamby, theology from the pulpits instead of standing up and saying this is what we're called to do as Christians to make disciples of all nations well, what does that mean well for most people it means well, I go to church I pay a tithe every now and then now let's go to a restaurant I gotta get I'm hungry gotta get fed that's what discipleship what is for a lot of people what would you tell all pastors Matt that's listening to you right now what would you say to all the pastors in America right now I'd say make sure that what you're preaching is out of the Word of God, and that you're equipping the Christians for the work of ministry, as Ephesians 4 says, because that's what they're called to do. Uh, and I'll read this to you. This is, what the, this is what it says. It says in Ephesians 4, here, let me get to it. I'm going to read it. It's out of the NASB. It says, um, 
that in verse 11, he gave some as apostles and some as prophets, some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. And this is what's interesting. It says in Greek, some, some he gave as the apostles. In Greek, it says that. The apostles and some as the prophets. Okay? And some as the evangelists and some as the pastors and teachers. So there's five things, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but four definite articles. The. The is a definite article. Four of them. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. The pastors and teachers is the same office. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service to the building up the body of Christ. For the, and it goes on. For the equipping of the saints. Are they being equipped? If they're being equipped by the church as a whole, then why is it they're teaching? Why is it that we have successful false teachers like Joyce Meyer and Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland? Why do we have these false teachers out there teaching stuff that they shouldn't be teaching? Yeah. And uh, so we are called to be salt in the world. And this saltiness is not pleasant sometimes but you know not to toot my own horn but look you know I've got Asperger's and um, and all I've done is just say God I don't care what it takes where you send me just use me and so he's taken a broken vessel and he's done good things with the broken vessel I'm not claiming any credit but look what he can do look what he can do I mean, there's Justin Peters. He's got uh, cerebral palsy. He's being used greatly by God. And Christians need to submit themselves to God. And the pastors need to make sure that they're teaching that to God, to the people of God. And not just look for the how many numbers are coming in. But are they teaching faithfully? That's what needs to happen. we got to go, buddy. All right? Hey, man, thanks for calling. There's a break. Talk to you later. God bless. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back to, or get on with Jesse from Nevada. Jesse, welcome. You're on the air. How's it going, uh, Matt? It's going. Sorry, man, you had a long wait there. But what do you, what do you got, buddy? What's up? Uh, question. So my question is... Um... You know, when it when it comes to finding a a good uh, church, because I've been to several churches here in in Vegas, um, mm-hmm. and I want to maybe see if maybe I'm looking at it in the wrong perspective. But how how should one as a Christian how how should the experience be like when you're in church? Because I do feel like sometimes some of the churches I have attended, I feel like it's always like super positive motivational you know right. feel there like you right. know so yeah. i don't i don't really know if that's how it's supposed to be or should it's you not. leave like challenge to 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 want to change because i i noticed that you never feel i never when i go there i never feel that way and i do notice that other right. people there don't feel that way like i've walked out of church and i hear people saying hey we're, we're, okay. we're gonna go out tonight. Oh, okay we're gotcha gonna, gotcha gonna, gotcha you know, gotcha like, I got you. Let's let me jump in here a little bit. So let me ask you: These churches, uh, are you feeling when you listen to a sermon? Are they equipping you for the work of service, or are they just making you feel good? Um, I 
I think more of the the feel good. But now now that I'm more mm-hmm. aware of it, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just trying to get little little pieces and try okay. to take the good out of it. You know. Yes. So what's happening in a lot of churches is you go in and everything everything's good, comfortable, clean, nice, well organized. Those are all good things. And it seems to be that the goal is to get as many people into the church, make them as comfortable as they want, as it can be. Well, is that bad in itself? No. I mean, we don't want to make them uncomfortable. We don't want to be yelling and screaming at them, of course. But what it comes down to is the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God. Is the Word being compromised by the preacher? And it should be no women pastors and elders. That's unbiblical. Okay? Period. And so... Are they then making you feel good, and that's what's going on? God has a wonderful plan, and that's just basically what, what what's taught. And so people are encouraged; they come in. If that's the case, then that's a, a warning flag. There are bad churches everywhere, but they should be focusing on the Word of God for the work of the equipping of the saints. The equipping of the saints means to prepare them to train them for the work of ministry. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Now, are the churches doing that? That's the question. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. That's what's supposed to happen. So, if they're not doing that, for the work of service to God, then they're failing to do what their pastors are supposed to be doing. As I read earlier, it says that God gave some as apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers. The pastors are like shepherds, but they're teachers also, teaching the word of truth. Because when you go to 1 Timothy 3, and it says they should be able to teach, the overseer must be able to teach in, in uh, Titus 3. And also, I mean, in, in 1 Timothy 3. This is Paul's instruction to the church. In Titus chapter 1, likewise talks about being able to teach and he says that these elders are supposed to be these are the people, pastors are by default elders they're supposed to be hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, right, just devout, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word which is in accordance with the teaching so that they will be able to exhort in sound doctrine and refute those who contradict that's the qualifications of an elder and so, uh, and a pastor. So the pastors are supposed to be equipping the Christians for the work of ministry, which means in part they are to teach them sound doctrine and teach them how to refute those who contradict. So if I were to go to some random church where that you're talking about, where they are, um, you know, the nice lights, the nice music, the nice welcome, everything, everything's nice and fine, and, and go in there and say, hey, I'm only going to ask questions of the people who have been here for a year or longer. Okay, by a show of hands, uh, let me you know, put up a little slideshow. Here's the Trinity definition one, definition two, definition three. You know, the Trinity is one God and three distinct simultaneous co eternal persons. The Trinity is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit in three forms. The, whole, the Trinity is uh, three separate gods. And just say, which one do you hold to one? How many to two? How many to three? And see, how, are we, can we lose our salvation? Are, what do we do to keep ourselves right if we can lose our salvation? What, is Jesus a man right now? Why was he baptized? All these things. I bet you we'd find out that the average Christian in these churches that have been going to these churches doesn't know jack squat. 
hardly at all about what the truth the Christian doctrines are I bet you that would be the case right it's it's a sad thing that's happening in a Christian church and then you go to these churches and too many times they open up with a, a nice story it's story time and then they they get to the word and then they skim over the the, the depth there's so much riches and sometimes you got to skim I get that but, but when that's what it is the skimming part you know churches I've been to so many where the music is loud and so loud I've had to literally sit in the back with my ears fingers in my ears it's just so stinking loud and then they get up and isn't this a great day oh we all aren't we all having a great time it's a it's a it's a pep rally and then they talk about it oh this is so great this is great all oh, nice volume to be here everything's so wonderful and oh my god man and then open the word well you know well let's get to John three sixteen. but before we do I got a story to tell you everybody's just smiling and clapping because they're being fed peblum you know yeah that, that, that's very true that I, as you were saying it I was just actually thinking about that it, it is like that it's mm-hmm. like a concert and then it's you know th- this person came here two years ago and this happened or you know just stuff like that and then maybe three or four verses and that's it mm-hmm. I went to one church here in the Boise Idaho area I'm not going to name what it was and I was appalled after a while I, it was about the church they would have videos that they would show at the beginning of a sermon of how great the church was, how people were helped by the church. And so-and-so here, this church, when they came to be this church, well, it should be it should be the, the teaching about the Lord Jesus and the, the truth of God's Word has been monumental in my life, and I'm so grateful that we've come to a church where the truth of God's Word is taught. That's what it's supposed to be. It's just... You know, I know I get like this every now and then on the radio, but I get so tired of of seeing the weakness of the Christian church. We have Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, on our side. And what are we doing? We're behaving as though Jesus is the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Caucasian surfer dude dressed in a woman's nightgown, instead of the one who overturns Mm -hmm. the temple tables and made a, a, a a whip of cords and drove them out. And said, "You know, you're your father, the devil. That's he's not a convenient Jesus when he's like that. The convenient Jesus, even for the believers, is the one that urges you to sit down and relax, turn the other cheek. You'll get free raptured out of here. Don't worry about it, because God wants you healthy and wealthy. Just put in your money. This is what's going on, and." the pastors who teach like this are going to have to face God for this but I would love to be a pastor again and teach for the to equip to equip them and have right. men who'd say say look we'll do everything in the church get it ready you just teach us I'd say now you got a deal I don't want to worry about anything just let me work on sermons and pray and get up on Sunday and teach and then teach people how to teach and say this is what the Word of God says and find ways to implement the Word of God around us in our homes in society 
But that's costly and it's difficult and people don't want it. They want hammock theology. Make me feel good. Kuchiku, Diperinian theology. Make me feel good. And when the pastors start treating adults like children, that's what they're going to get. Okay. Anyway, all right. Sorry, man. Hey, look, I have an article on CARM. I have an article on CARM. What things should we look for in a church? Just look it up on CARM. What things should we look for in a church? Or just type that in, in CARM, put my name in, Matt Slick, you'll find the article. Okay? Got it. Right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. God bless. All right. Whew. All right. Let's get, get to Mike. Mike from Ohio. Welcome. You're on the air, buddy. What's up, man? All right. I've got a hot minute. So uh, I've been listening for a long time. I appreciate Mm -hmm. everything that you do. I agree with mostly everything you say, but I think when we get on politics, I don't know. You you call out Democrats specifically, and I'm right there with you. I believe they are Mm Democrats. But then Mm -hmm. we have the Republicans, which you say aren't far behind, and I I feel like that leaves people believing that the conservative party still represents us, and I don't believe they do. I don't believe there's anything left in this broken system. I don't believe that we can go through the courts. I believe the courts have been corrupted. I've been reading Deuteronomy just today uh, about how the the judges were supposed to not be respecters of persons or receive gifts. Mm -hmm. And we know that, I mean, I'm I'm what would used to be considered lower middle class, but I'd say I'm in the new class of uh, upper lower class. Uh, If I were to go to court for some of the things that Hunter Biden or or some of the Donald Trump uh, you just pick them from either side, really. If I were facing any of the allegations that either of them were, I'd be in prison indefinitely. Absolutely. And yeah. and so I just I don't want a, a, a group of Christians to be misled to believe that there is any hope in, in a political system that has been broken for yeah. as far yeah. as I can tell as long as I've been alive, and I'm 45. I'm with you. I don't trust Amen. the Democrats... Or the Republicans, I think both. Well, I believe the, the Democrats are they're gone, and the Republican Party. I I can't watch politics anymore without me wanting to throw something at the TV. The 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 Republicans, what I've seen, and there's some good ones in there. That's why I say that. But they're not doing anything. They're compromising, and so exactly we need a big change. We need a huge change, and the things they're that they're doing to the Trump. Influence. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. I, I believe they're all under the influence of, of the the heads of the World Economic Forum, the, the unelected officials that, that pull the strings of of the super PACs that get them into the position to be elected. I mean that's that's where we're at. We're 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 dealing with a group of people who want an ecumenical religion. If they want any religion at all, they want to they want to to burn out the word of God and they want to make some new AI generated mm-hmm. Bible that everybody can all hold hands and sing Kumbaya right. around their, their money sign. That's right. And if we as Christian men don't stand up and put a stop to it, then the uh, the landslide of evil is going to overcome us. Hey, there's the I music. Heard, I agree with that and, and I agree it's there's prayer. It's all okay. prayer. You're right. And we get to call back tomorrow. Let's talk about it some more. This is important. And Laura from Raleigh, North Carolina, 
please call back tomorrow. I'm sorry we ran out of time. And Mike from North Carolina, call back. Let's talk about this stuff some more. It's important and it's biblical for us to address these issues of politics. We write back. No, he won't. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back. And Lord bless you. Have a good evening. Another program powered by the Truth Network.